0: what's up man there was no intro (laughs) because this is this is literally going to be the show about nothing you know there was there was nothing to introduce you know this is just two guys yo eat yo um you want to do a podcast like hell yeah let's do it you know what i'm saying (laughs) literally just walked in the door you know what i'm saying oh my god 14 hours, I'm excuse me, 15 hours at work today. I just walked in the door. My man State about to do a double himself, man, so. Nah, I might so, talk, No, nah, I might talk, My. I think
1: I might talk myself out of it, you know I really don't want to stay. <laughs> <laughs> I already did a lot of OT. I really don't want to stay. It depends, though. It depends.
0: But, um, what's up, man? What's up, dog? Yeah, you know, other, other than that nonsense, man, I'm, I'm doing pretty good, bro. That's good, man. Yeah, the scrubs look good today, man. He's, I see a little, little bit, a little bit of sweat today, a little bit of sweat in the brow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nah, it um, it's crazy not to go with the rails, but like for some reason, you know how like what basically happened in my department is like what basically happened to the Knicks. So, basically, Steve Mills got fired. And this, like, I'm compared to my department. Steve Mills got fired. Leon Rose comes in, changes the dynamic. Now work is just easy. <laughs> That's basically what happened. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. so that, I, that happens sometimes, man, with, with, with administrators. People think you know, people think they know everything, you know, they think they need to lead a certain way. They got everybody running around and whatever, whatever. But then and then somebody comes in there, and um, you know, it could be good or bad, but you know, in your like your case, they come in and, and everything just goes into place the way it should have been to begin with. My, my department's the same way. We had, like, a tyrant, like, like this little guy, you know, freaking, Ooh. you know, short man complex and stuff like that. No? Everything, nah, um, before, you know, he, he was just, like, um, micromanaging and, and, like, taking away stuff that we had before or changing changing the wheel. Excuse me. And then now he's gone, and none of that shit matters anymore. Everything is just back to the way it was before he got here, you know? So what was all the drama for, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. That's how, I think that's the way how
1: some people work, bro. Like some people just work that way. I don't. I don't. That's just in them. That's just
0: them. (laughs) Yeah, man. You you gotta you gotta understand respect. You know, you can't you can't force people to respect you. You know, nobody. That's never happened. You know, the only only way that you can get to do that to somebody is if you kill somebody. You know, kill kill the person standing next to me, and I will respect you all day long. You don't have to worry about nothing. (laughs) You, You know what I'm saying? But I mean, just to you know the 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 negativity and all that other stuff. You know, to try to put fear in people. You know, to do their job, that's not that's not the right way to go about. Nah, this. man, stupid, man. That make people don't even like
1: you. That make people not want to do the job. <laughs> if you want, if you want to be technical, I don't want to do no damn work for you. You on my back.
0: Yeah, because you mentioned like the like basketball. I mean, it's a job. The, the Knicks, you know, basketball and all this other stuff. They are playing for a team. A lot of it is really a job for some of these guys. You know, yeah. they just in it for the paycheck. Not not not. They're not diehards like us. Some some players are diehards. You know, they really come out there. They want to play. They want to win every single time. But, you know, I'm quite sure there's plenty of players out there like, nah, man, fuck that. I'm trying to give me a beginning. you know what I'm saying, for every house that I got, you know, that I bought across the world and stuff. You know, so, you know, I'm quite sure it's the same way. Like, if the if the, um, the management, a uh, bunch of assholes, then the players are going to be like, well, fuck it. I ain't playing hard, you know?
1: And it's funny. Um, shout out to David C. You're definitely right, bro. You're definitely right. So, like, going from David Fisdale to – uh uh tom thibodeau is like a drastic change in like culture
0: They <laughs> said so that's yep. a prime example yeah well fucking hornacek oh. yo, yo dude they, they they literally said hornacek after practice was in his in the uber and he was gone you know you know what i'm saying there was no office hours and nothing As soon as practice was over he was out the door before the last ball you know the last dribble you know he was gone already you know he didn't talk to the players. A lot of times, he didn't see them until the game, you know, stuff like that. You know, so when things hell? are like that, man, you can't. That's not a good environment to, to to succeed at anything.
1: Oh yeah, you know that's why he played Jared Jack over Frank. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to Terry Jack. Didn't he win? He just won a big three championship, right? Oh, this guy say big
1: three championship, man. I mean, yeah, I'm, th- I'm still mad at Jeff Hornacek for that, man. I'll be yeah. honest with you. Um, have you caught the Big Three though? You ever, you ever watched it? No, nah, I watched the first season because it was interesting, and then I, yeah, I haven't had a chance to like get around it because right after basketball season, it's like my mind is just gone from the whole ESPN thing, like, and then it turns back on in August because of football, football right. season, with my Giants. So I try to like but, avoid it.
0: Well, you you know Big Three. Um, big three is, is starting to change a little bit because before it was just about, like, older players that are coming back to play and stuff. But now they're starting to incorporate international guys and guys that, um you know, usually, usually well, not usually, like, 90%, 90% are, like, are, are, are ex-pros that, that went over there and came, now they came over. Now they have guys at different age groups, guys that are is still in their primes coming to the big three and playing. So it's decent, man, because, you know, they're playing half court. So it's not—it's not like you don't have to worry about setting up a, um, a you know, full court offense and stuff. You know, they kind of—you know—they have this. It's like a funny way of, of, the, of playing. It's kind of—it's kind of just like, like playing in the park, you know. And you know, and the, and also like the Olympics opened up the three-on-three three stuff too. So, you know, it kind of—it kind of is it's making it interesting a little bit. You know, it's kind of something to play for. Your
1: three-on-three three is three-on-three three is competitive competitive because you're not running all the way across the court. You can guard your man. He is very competitive. And, and speaking of like random basketball stuff, um, so I see that Kurt Halen, my poor brother if I butchered your name, but the NBA is exploring a Field of Dreams style game, right? So I'm guessing like baseball had a baseball game inside of a field, a cornfield and, you know, whatever the case may be. I don't watch a lot of baseball, but I watched it. It was cast. cute. Did, uh, you, you didn't see it? You didn't see like highlights of that? I did, but I was wondering like what the hell was the meaning
0: behind that? Well, well you ever seen Feel of Dreams though with Kevin Costner? Hell no. But, <laughs> it, <laughs> you know, you know what without sounding like a total asshole, man. Like the the movie, the movie was corny, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it it was cute and whatever. So they tried to reenact it. Kevin Costner came out there. He was reenacting that character and whatever. It was it was like kind of like a little bit overdramatic and 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 everything. So and they actually had the players coming out the cornfield just like because in, in the movie like he was like he built like the stadium and like they were whispering like if you build it, you know, they will come type of thing, you know. So it was like all this mystic stuff. So once he did build, you know, the gist of it. Once he did build this big elaborate stadium, mm-hmm. then you know the, these players came and then. You know, it was, it was like a like a feel good movie kind of thing. So they kind of reenacted it. So it it was kind of it was kind of interesting. But I mean, how would they do that in basketball? You know, because they took talking about Rucker Park. I don't know about that. So, all right. So first of all, concrete hurt, and there's no way <laughs> in hell out more
1: RJ Barrett on some fucking concrete. Let's start there. <laughs> Tell me about <laughs> it. That's millions of dollars on concrete. But I think what they uh, what they I think they would put a foundation on the floor. Yeah. And, um like a foundation suitable for basketball. Cause you can't play on concrete, bro. They man, one the way Julius Randle plays specifically, I damn sure don't want him on no concrete. He is too aggressive going to pink. Hell no.
0: Yeah, of course, man. But you know, there is a way to to build like like um, they can kind of stack it up. You know, the the same way that they build they build the garden floor right on top of the ice. Mm -hmm. They could basically reenact the same type of thing. They put down like a little padding, and then they'll throw that top that top, you know, right over top. So then you know the the players will really be playing on top of the court, kind of, you know. So they can kind of reenact it, I guess. But I'm talking about like like. You know, the way Rucker Park is situated, it's not like really, it's not really, they're going to have to shut down the whole block.
1: They're going to shut down the neighborhood. They'll shut down the neighborhood. Yeah. (laughs) They'll have cop cars, swap policemen.
0: Helicopters, all kind of shit. Yeah, I get it. Snipers on the roof, all that.
1: (laughs) That... Let's say, for example, the Nets and the Knicks playing Rucker Park. Let's just throw an example around yeah, I down the city <laughs> because it's kids in the projects who's around that area. Um, Rucker Parker's around Polo Grounds, 150, one 58. So there's like little kids in that area who idolize like Kevin Durant and James Harden and Kyrie and and all those guys. I don't know who they idolize from the Knicks because I, I don't know what little kids like really love Julius Randle and love RJ, but I know they love the team. But it's little kids who really want to see Kevin Durant and see those guys play so it would be uh, the nba is going to want to protect a product as well so you know they're going to be out there with with police dogs and everything but
0: it ain't like kevin durant didn't play out there because i watched him myself in the ruckers score 66 and he was damn good Yo, he was out. He was actually going to the corner stores buying food and stuff. They 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 had pictures of you know videotape of him standing at the counter on his phone with the headphones on, waiting to get a chopped cheese in the store. You know, on the way to the court. You know what I'm saying? So, it's it's possible to do it that way, but it, like if they want to do it with all the corporate, because you know they're gonna have they gotta have like the media there, media boxes and all this other stuff. They're gonna have to probably have like extravagant stuff to happen before and after. So I mean, to shut down a whole neighborhood like that, to me, to me that that's not really like a field of dreams type of thing. Cause like the field of dreams, it, it kind of you know, in a, in a baseball field, you, you can't just build the baseball field anywhere, you know. Like they, they actually had a spot where they built where they had it, you know. And, and it look you know it it was decent, but for like basketball and that, in that setting, in in like a setting like New York, I'm think something like that will, will work. Not not at Rucker, it would have to be a different spot. So what's so hmm,
1: what's more iconic than Rucker, a basketball court in New York? They gotta play in the rucker, dog. Dr. J played in the rucker. Kobe Bean Bryant played. No, the, nah, they gotta play in the rucker, bro. They can't have that game, Noel. Kobe Damn. Bryant touched one fifty fifth and eight. They gotta play in the rucker.
0: Yeah, I get it, man. I get it. But, you know, there, there was a time where, where it was, like, really crazy where Jay-Z had a team, Fat Joe had a team. Mm-hmm. You know, they always talk about that day where it rained, where all these players were supposed to come, had to have that day, but they were some of them were stuck in the, in the, in the bus. They didn't want to come out. It was all this drama and stuff. But they actually eventually did play. You know, but, I, you know, I was going to go to that game, but it was going to rain. You know, so like the like the game didn't happen the way it was supposed to, so it's just like if you if you look at footage of it, they had you know it was just like the the hoopla. It was just too much, too much drama surrounding the, the whole event. So I mean, you know, I, I'm just and also too like like being in New York City, like the, people always filming something. So like what if they shut down a neighborhood to film uh, of the film, that's like the most annoying thing in the world, man. You know, yeah. it's just annoying. Yeah. And you know to to see it happen to the, to those people over there because outside of outside of Record Park nobody gives a damn about that area. Yep, you know what I'm saying. Except it, it's, it's,
1: the people who live over there. Yep.
0: Right, so I mean, like, if they do, if they were to do like a field of dreams type of thing, they they would have to do something more to for that neighborhood. Not not just come there and and um you know mess up every inconvenience everybody's day. You know they're gonna mm. have to like like uh, rebuild the park or give back to the school or give infrastructure to to the surrounding neighborhoods. They are gonna have to do something to to make it worthwhile to the neighborhood, not just um you know you know just make a mockery of, of the history of, of that neighborhood. You know yo that's dope what you just said so <laughs> i i get what
1: you're saying because it's always so i'm gonna speak from the perspective of somebody who who uh lived in the projects before so i'm like, i'm gonna just think like i'm just think like like the hood like i'm gonna think like the hood like how y'all gonna let these million dollar companies come over here have all these basketball players i yo yo Adi, i'm good on diking I'm good on that. They gotta play that game in Rucker, bro. I'm good on Dykeman,
0: bro. Yeah, Dykeman's even worse. Like if you've ever yeah. been to Dykeman, it's like a it's like a um you know almost like a what, what do you call it like it looks like an island, you know. So on both yeah. sides, you know, traffic underneath the underneath the um the one the one line and on the other yeah, side the too. Yep. Yeah, that that freaking garb that um gas station is there. You know, with all the cars sitting there. There's too much stuff going on over there. That you can't. And then then it's gonna shut down the FDR because you know the the, the little exit coming into um Dykman over there. That's gonna be crazy. The other side is gonna be crazy. You know, I, I don't know. That's New York, man. You you would literally have to shut down an entire neighborhood just to make this game happen.
1: No, nah, you really would. But but so you you wouldn't think the NBA wouldn't. See, I don't, I don't believe in that give money to charity thing, because that money ain't affecting that community directly. Let's, yeah. uh, let's be honest, like. But so, yeah. example, and I don't want, I don't want us to dig too deep into this, but, you know, I've donated to Black Lives Matter, right? Where the hell the money is going? I've seen, I've seen actors donate there. Where the hell is the money going? I've seen actors donate to various charities, various companies. We don't know where the money is going. And let's be unless realistic. That shit don't affect me. <laughs> so I'm just thinking like somebody who's in the hood. That shit, they don't care about that. What can you do to help this neighborhood be better? So now a, a, I think a way that, a, that the NBA could, I think they need to give out free stuff, yeah? I think it would be nice. Free book bags, books, um food. I, I just give back to the um community. Well
0: well, giving giving back in that way, you know, when they give swag and all that stuff, that, that to me is annoying too. They'll come through with their t-shirts. Hey man, here's a free t-shirt, and then they'll freaking be out, you know. Yeah. So you know what what I'm saying is that like you know for for years they the, these NBA players are coming in with the Entertainers Basketball Classic. Kobe comes through once in a while. Durant comes through once in a while. What they need, what the NBA needs to do since since um, Rucker Park is always the first park in New York City to be mentioned, that the NBA needs to put, put a fixture in that neighborhood. They need to put a stamp in that neighborhood. Claim claim Rucker Park as part of uh, pro sports history, you know, and actually put something in there. You know, not 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 just come when you feel like it and just rape the neighborhood, basically. You know, come there and actually um you know ha- have NBA official NBA clinics because they can go to Africa. You know, say so they can go to Africa, they can go all over Europe, they can go all over China and, and everywhere. They can go all over the world and set up all these big camps on dirt roads, um, countries that have they're having wars and shit like that. But you can't go up uptown to 155th and actually put a permanent camp there at rucker park and and make it make it um to the point where where people from all over the city will go to rucker park and actually get a, a full on basketball experience you know from the nba from from the from the real from the you know from the pinnacle you know
1: so, so i i believe the junior knicks um they they sometimes play no they don't sometimes play they rarely Play in the Rucker Park. They do be there, but it's rare. Yeah. So, man, that's that's nice. I'm trying to think of a way where the NBA can really incorporate this, because man, just like I said, yo, Dawg, there's people that live in the hood that don't give a damn about (laughs) about really the basketball game. It's about oh, what can I get for free? Oh, um, how can you help me and my family? So, setting up like a nice camp in Rucker Park would be nice. But here's the question I got for you, right? Is do you think the people in the area will want that? Because now, now, now I'm thinking, I'm thinking like just people from the neighborhood. i just thinking yeah. like the hood dude. Yo, man, they blowing my, they blowing my man. They messing up flow. They blowing my man. It's too loud. I'm trying to sleep. So, so it's like, how can they, like, how did it, how can they go about that to remodel the whole, you're saying they would have to remodel rucker park like you would want them well, to remodel it
0: well not not necessarily remodel it they, they would they would have to to like um just just give back to the community in such a way that that they all they could they have a permanent um, implant on that on that community. So like 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 you you hit the nail on the head with that too. How do you go about doing that? You don't just come in there and just say, all right, hey, look, this is what we're gonna do for y'all. We're gonna do this for y'all, and this this is what we do. Like not everybody's gonna be down with that. They kind of need to. I, I want to say like maybe have like a festival kind of thing, uh community um, town hall, ask people what they want. You know, get the community leaders involved. Get um the you know. Black association, all that type of stuff. They really need to do grassworks on um, roots work to talk to the leaders in the neighborhood and figure out what this what this neighborhood needs. And and it really help and really help the neighborhood have. Don't just come and pillage, you know, whenever it is convenient for you, just for cause it's not a game. People live there. Rucker Park, you know, basketball and other, but the people live there. They yeah. they got a um, what do you call Wick center right across the street. You know, mm-hmm. they, they. You know, there's there's a there's a lot of stuff going on on in in, in that area, that, um, that uh, the area needs help. The area been been needing help from for as long as I can remember, even dating back to like like you said Dr. J days and stuff like that, with um uh, you know the drugs and all this other stuff. That there's a lot of the neighborhood needs a lot still to this day. So you know, just um for the for the basketball stuff, everybody knows about Rucker, but you know they you know they really need to do something. Uh, about it, if, if if they choose to to pillage the neighborhood and and use it for the spectacle, you know. Yeah, man, that's gonna be tough, bro. That's, yeah, it's tough. They, it's easy. they definitely gotta look at that, though. Yeah, it's easier said than done. You know, you can say I could say everything that I'm saying; it sounds good. You can say stuff that you're saying too; it sounds sounds good also. But it's all about about actually doing. You know, the getting it like I said, getting the city involved and and, and whatever, and really. And, and just really try to not necessarily revitalize, but just give the neighborhood what they what they need, and then and then you can um then you can come in there and um it, like the neighborhood will, will, will um will co sign it at that point because at least they know that the the NBA is not just coming when they feel like it. They're coming and they're going to be there, you know. And and you know, like like I mean, say like Riverside Park. I mean, Riverside Park is a New York staple, you know. You like everybody knows about oh, it, you know. You know what I'm saying? You. So the NBA hell needs to have you. their own Riverside Park. That's that's what I'm trying to say. You know, some yeah. kind of yeah community center. You know, NBA community center or whatever, and then actually give back to the community. Talk about the different legends that that showed up at the park. Not just NBA legends, the, the New York City legends that showed up there every single summer during each era. Maybe 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 um open up a museum, Rucker Park Museum, you know, or something like that. Because it's not it's not just Rucker Park too. Because it's the Polo Grounds. They used to play um what do you call baseball there. You know, so there's a lot of history in that neighborhood. So, you know, rather than coming and pillage when you feel like it, you know, I feel like, you know, it just needs to something needs to be, you know, permanently there. You know, th- I think that would be great. You know, I think it would be great. So um, shout out
1: to Nick Nation 112. I, yeah, I like I like that. But like that post baseball do do that in DR and PR, but they don't do it in the hood. City kids do play baseball. And you're right, bro. Like, you're right. So. Just not even just the Knicks and this field of Dream Games and 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 whatnot, football too. It's it's kids who watch football right and and, and Harlem or in the Bronx, on Queens. I don't know too many football teams like that, honestly. So it, it's a lot of sports that if they just brought it to the communities and to the neighborhoods and. I think they would have more of a uh they would know what to do when it comes to trying to get people to invest in their product like i think if they was to put something in rucker park the nba more people would invest they would make even more money because imagine if kimber walker for example imagine kimber walker and they say oh um kimber walker's holding a clinic in rucker park so and so day uh, uh free bags free sneakers free shoes you know how long that line would be, dog. Yeah, <laughs> hey, the line would be longer than people waiting for Jordans, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's needed, those things are definitely needed. Yeah. You know, like people need to need to see these guys there. They they need to be able to touch them because you know back back to the whole Africa thing. Like this, um, they go to the Congo, all these all these wild places all across the world, and they have actual NBA coaches showing up to these these um clinics in these weird you know off the wall places. But you you can't go uptown. You, you know what I'm saying? Like like, like uh allows, you know, all these guys that like you know Dwayne Ways from Chicago, you know, they do their little things, you know, but but they could do so much they could do something so much better than than just showing up when they feel like it, type of thing. Yeah. You know? I think you know, Draymond Green said that, said that once. He he, he used to do like a like a a clinic every year and he'll show up and do the same thing, but then he stopped doing it because he realized that what he was doing was not actually giving back. It's just like you know you know basically almost inconveniencing everybody just so so the kids could take a picture and then he just goes back to his his life you know he you know he, he made the point that it really that's not enough something a little something a lot more needs to be done you know yeah. give, give give like ex players jobs you know you know that, that would be dope you know guys that are not doing nothing you know and they love basketball put them in and put them in these clinics you know and, and give back to the community yeah it's
1: Imagine if RJ Barrett held a clinic. I, I don't I still don't understand why RJ hasn't touched Rucker. By the way. I I I, I
0: don't understand. Well, well COVID, you know, man. Last oh, last man. year there was no there was no oh, tournaments man. last year.
1: I'm so to- oh my god, I totally forgot about COVID, yo. I, yeah, I, I man. I've been I heard COVID so much, like I heard that name so much like it's blocked out of my mind. <laughs> 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 oh man. Um so wait, we done with this subject? Because I wanna ask, I wanna ask you about this Trey Young stuff, man.
0: <laughs> uh, you're gonna talk about the wrestling?
1: Oh god. Oh my
0: god. Oh. Oh. I don't know, man. It's kind of similar to this to the field of the dream stuff, man. It's like they come, you know, it, it annoys me because they were in New York, right? Yes. They was in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> it's a shame man <laughs> you know i'm like i'm like embarrassed by by that you know but that's wwe shit though you know that that's the shit that they do oh um damn
1: see josh he came in late come on josh you can't come in late he said
0: josh always oh, coming in late man
1: i'm late but why do y'all think dykeman has overtook the rucker? as they say no i don't think dykeman will ever take overtake rucka dykeman will never because once Kobe Bryant touched that Rucker Park floor, it's over. <laughs> it's over. That, it, but
0: you know, Dykeman got Dykeman has their history too, man. You know, because um, you know, we, we're talking about uh, Dominican power and all this other stuff. They they really kind of like made made that stuff go. Um, Ronald Tess used to show up every time. Uh, Khalid, Reeves, I, I forgot the guy's name. I think it's Khalid Reeves. Green, oh yeah. I can't. I can't. Think, I, there's a oh, guy I'm thinking well. about. He, he used to play for Fat Joe all the time. They, they used to always show up there. You know, so they, they have their own their own history there. You know, what I'm saying so. You know, that's that's another thing too. Like like so this surpassing this, this surpassing that. You know, um, shout out to my, my hood, East New York. East New York actually has one of the biggest tournaments in the city too, Gersh Park. Mm. You know, you know what I'm saying. So that park is actually getting pretty big too now. You can go, you can go show up there, and the court it's amazing. The court looks better than than any court that I that I see. It looks better than Dykman. It looks better than than whatever, and this is like like Gershwin Park, you know, East New York, you know, surrounded by projects, you know, and whatever. So, you know, it's it's not, you know, I, I hate to I hate to do that, but you know, compare different things and say one is bigger than the other. You know, this, you know, the, the city itself, New York City, it, it, it should just go back to the way it was. You know, like this this um tournaments, they used to be tournaments everywhere. You know, it, I, I think it's changing too because there's um there's another another park um. Uh, what do you call um uh what is it um what Brooklyn? No, nah, yeah, it's it's in Brooklyn. But the the, the court is, is a Space Jam court. But I can't I can't think of the name of the tournament. But that tournament's starting to get a little steam too, you know. So it's it's kind of getting back to the way it used to be, just like like major tournaments popping all all over the city. Cause that's New York. That's the essence of New York. There's basketball courts all over the place. You know, if you're driving around, the, driving just driving, you can you're gonna pass a million basketball courts in New York City. So. You know, yeah. we, we just need to get back into that, just um, building up the basketball culture. Because, you know, I feel like kids don't play ball like they used to. You know, all the courts used to be full growing up, you know?
1: <laughs> yo, you're – I don't know if it's because of COVID and it, and it made people just lazy. But, yeah, yo, you're right, bro. You're right. Not a lot of kids is playing basketball anymore. Well, when I walk past the courts, I really don't see them. And shout-outs to Pudge. Nut. No, um nice whatever i totally forgot alan iverson went to the record park yeah it's over dog it's (laughs) all
0: (laughs) Yeah, was nice to say a lot a lot of cool shit in here everybody shout out to the chat cully's here too you know a bunch of guys here Um. but yeah 2002 a lot of people left yeah a lot of people left new york city you know, they, they they left New York City chasing the dream, you know, thinking there's better stuff happening outside. You know, they, not for nothing, there is, though, better facilities and stuff. If you go to Florida and, the, and these different places, they have major gymnasiums. And, and it's not for high school. It's not for college. It's just for straight basketball. Yep. You know, they just have basketball facilities for, for just people to just go there and play. You know, like really good basketball courts, really good um, floors, really good rims, you know, brand new bathrooms and stuff. And this is just for the community to use. Not, not, not You don't have to pay like a super amount of money either to go there. But there's a spot in Philly that, that my sister just had a baby shower. Just some random spot like, you know, make, make a right turn off of exit. Now, all of a sudden, there's this big ass community center. You know, the, you know, it was amazing. It, it, and, and it wasn't like you had to pay like $100 a month for the membership. It was like something like $20 a month. When you get Olympic style pools and the facility is is tremendous, the basketball courts was amazing, you know. So you know that's what that's what we need in New York. New York don't have that. Nah. You know, New York don't have that. Nah. All we got is rats, <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking roaches, and, ch- and chopped cheeses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got K two.
1: Yo, yo, that is on my mind. And you said, um, New York kids don't play basketball no more. Yo, who's the last great? I'm talking about like from the five boroughs, great NBA player that had like they, like you heard his buzz in high school. Like he was playing ball in high school. Cause I'm gonna be honest with you, the last person that I heard, and I don't consider people when if you're from New Jersey, I don't consider you from New York. I'm sorry, yeah. you just from New Jersey, right? So calling it any towns played in jersey i don't i I don't think he don't give me a new well his parents is from new york but i don't consider him from new york he's from new jersey Kyrie Irving, new jersey like i'm talking about like guy who played in the five boroughs queens Bronx, brooklyn manhattan lynch stevenson was the last one
0: that is pathetic (laughs) yeah that's pretty pathetic yeah, but you know, Lance Stevenson, he was like they they was they called him Born Ready. He guys I feel like Lance Stevenson was six five, two thirty for like since he was like a junior high school, I feel like Bruh. you know what I'm saying. But you know, I for real, outside of him, you know, maybe um what was the dude that, that had um that uh had went to jail and all that? Uh I don't know if he went to jail, but I mean he was uh Marbury's cousin. What was his name? Oh god Sebastian, That's Sebastian Telfair. Here. Yeah you Know Kemba, you know, yeah, it's, it's a shame, man. It's a shame, not for nothing. All, all these basketball players in New York they go away to to these um sleepaway schools and you know, Mont Mont Mont, you know, whatever. And, and yeah, and 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 what's the other one, The Hill, you know, all, all these yeah. different places. Yeah, it's like, like people don't stay in New York and play anymore. Rice High School, you know, all, all these different things, even Malloy. Um, uh, this guy, uh Cole Anthony, Cole Anthony, I guess you could say Cole Anthony, but Cole Anthony for maybe like his first three years, he actually was, was destroying the Catholic league over here right here in our Archbishop Malloy. And then he decided to go to, um, you know, what, what's the, what's the name of the school? He went to Oak Hill. Oak Hill, Oak Hill Academy. Yeah. He yeah. went to Oak Hill Academy for more competition. Uh, also too, shout out to, um, Moses. Uh, I keep forgetting the kid's name, but his, the kid, his name is Moses. He, he got drafted by the, um, the, the, OKC, um, Thunder. Yeah, he actually was. Um, he actually went to school with Cole Anthony, so when Cole Anthony went to Oak Hill, he actually stayed here, you know, and um, and thing. So I mean, outside of those guys, those are the only guys that I can really think of, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's bad. That's bad. And I and I see a couple of names, man. Shout out to these names. See, Ron Artest. I didn't. My yo, yeah, Diehard. I'm so. I'm sorry for mentioning Ron Artest, bro. Every time I mention Ron Artest. I think about when Vince Carter dunked over homie in the Olympics and how we drafted that same set dude and he never came to America. We drafted that dude over on our test. So, yeah, that, that's tough. Uh Mark Jackson. So, you got to go 30 years ago to find me a New York born and bred baller? Mob- a, I love Obama. He's from the project. He's from
0: 115 Olympics. But I'm talking about baller. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> Yo, Mobama's from, from Holland, but did you hear that like I know I didn't hear about him until he got to the NBA and he said he's no, from Harlem. He,
1: he moved he moved
0: when he was like
1: he's like 11 12 or something like that. He moved from the neighborhood and he I think he was living in like PA or something. So he went to high school out there.
0: Well, his family did that because they thought it was a better opportunity for him to go to leave the mecca of basketball and go to somewhere else for the, for them to um to a better opportunity. Which is yes. you know that, that just goes to what we're saying. Even even with the whole Rucker Park thing, it's just like you know like you know New York is just a spectacle. You know, people. You know, you don't invest in in, in New York City. You and there's there is nowhere to invest. You know, there's like there's no facilities and stuff. So this is all like a big circle. It's a, it's a good conversation. You know, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you, um, you, um, you brought, brought all this stuff up because there's something that really needs to be done right now. Like, like I'll, I'll see more foreigners. You know, like, like when I say foreigners, I'm talking about like guys that are like really just popping up now. Like Chinese, the Chinese are popping up everywhere now, all over, all over the city. The the Indian um um culture out there, the Indian um you know immigrants, they're coming here. I see them in the parks, fooling around, practicing, doing doing stuff, whatever. I, I don't see like like natives, native New Yorkers. I don't see them in the parks anymore. Just all people from you know foreigners they, they're the ones that are going to the parks so yo i love the names that y'all
1: throwing out man <laughs> i mean yo i definitely agree with you dog when it comes to like you see more like foreigners in the parks i think um kids that's just from here like we got technology these kids rather be in the house dog <laughs> they when i was growing up my mother had to force me to stay in the house because i always wanted to go outside and then when i was in the house she had to force me to get off the game or force me to stop watching cartoons so so my generation is kind of different from these guys and mellow son is going to christ the king now so salute to mellow son um i love carmelo anthony man salute to the next legend man. i hope you get a ring this year felipe felipe lopez Yeah, you
0: know, felipe uh, lopez was a you know a, people don't really don't understand it because they weren't there and there was no internet and stuff Mm -hmm. so you know imagine that all the buzz that's surrounded by Felipe. but people were talking about him before he even came to the states they were talking about yo there's this kid in dr that's nice you know this is just word of mouth no internet no video you know
1: yeah i'm yo felipe it's funny because they said felipe was damn near up there with joy (laughs) that <laughs> and felipe grace um dykeman and rucker park too they were saying yo he's next up he's this he's that and it goes to show you that you know people can be nice when it's like high school and stuff and you going to the parks and all of that but it takes work ethic to, to get to the nba because yo Kemba walker rice high school rice high school I, I remember always used to walk past rice high school me and Kimber walk around the same age Rice High School was still open, right on 124th in Lennox. And I used to go to Wiley Secondary, and that's on 114th and 8th. So I used to go to Rice High School games. We used to watch Kemba Walker. And, you know, people used to whisper, like, yo, he going to the league, he going to the league. But I always used to watch how he worked and how he worked with his teammates. Dude is a worker, man. Dude is a worker. He's a hard worker. I don't think Felipe was, like, uh like i don't think he was like that motivated to be great in the nba he could have been great though he could have been great a shout out to felipe back in dr doing great things in the community shout out to felipe man he was definitely one of the one of the uh true uh pioneers for, for hood basketball man i definitely know about felipe man
0: yeah he put a whole country on his on his back too just dr you know, like they they were they were like uh, Dominican immigrants coming in at the time. You know, especially in Dyckman. Dyckman, you know, is, is is just it's just known to be Dominicanville right now. You know, but you know, in the early '80s and especially the '70s stuff. You know, there they weren't no Dominicans though. It was just all black over there. You know, and and they started to integrate, and throughout the years that that changed and stuff. But you know, uh, you know, Felipe Lopez is all a part a part of that whole story too. You know. And you know the thing with Felipe Lopez too. I I think that the hype was so crazy with him that that um that he just couldn't get better. Like there was no way for him to get better. Like he would have to mentally take himself to another stratosphere. If he was already there, he would have to take himself to another stratosphere with all the pressure and you know spotlight on on his back for him to actually you know make that next level. Because right as soon as he got to the NBA, I think it might have lasted maybe two years and he was gone. You know, he didn't he didn't really have much of a career.
1: And shout out to Allah Wise, beautifully said. Like they had a lot of mental pressures. And yo, yeah. you gotta think about it like this. Like, imagine you, 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 like you're labeled God in the hood. Like you're labeled the GOAT. You're labeled the Dominican Michael Jordan, and you gotta go to the NBA. You're coming from the hood now. Yo, you got so many people asking you for money. You got people asking you for favors. You got people all oh, saying you this, saying you that, saying you this, saying you that. So yo, mental health is 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 huge, yo. Mental health is huge. Matter of fact, my coworker, shout, shout out to my guy. So he works downstairs. He where he does the um he does the trash or whatever. And we was talking earlier. he was talking about um mental, uh, and he brought up uh Alfred Payton, and he brought up how like, like he was at a lot of the games. And he was, and he was talking about like how Alfred Payton, you could see it in his face that he was stressed out, and it wasn't because, you know. He was he was trying to, he was working his ass off. He was trying to play hard. He was trying his best. But you can just see it in his face, the mental pressure. It was getting to him, and he just folded. <laughs> so if, if his career never get back on track on, on track, and you never see him become a ro- rotational player again, yo, that the stint with the Knicks broke him. And me as a fan, like I'm sorry for getting on him like that. Cause it kind of felt of made me feel bad <laughs> it kind of made me feel bad ragging on Randall last season and his performance so yo man shout out to Felipe Lopez and yes brother I'm from uptown bro I know who Felipe is bro <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know it, it comes down to like mental mental makeup too that you know mental health is, is very important but like Julius Randall that, that when, when everybody was, was um, destroying him we were destroying him you know big time yes. everybody you know, he used that as a springboard to catapult himself to where he is now. So now, I mean, like when the, when he, like all the trainers that he that he trains with, they're saying that he's incredible. He's in like mid mid season, um, you know, shape at the moment. You know, right now. So you know, he's really like like let, let let that um pressure get to him to where he wants to be great now. So that's amazing. But like a guy like like Alfred Payton, you know, like uh, I guess like. You know his temperament is angry, he has a kind of like a quiet, angry temperament. Like, you don't want to cross Alpha like he might stab you or something like that. He's like, you know, but he he internalizes it, you know, so that all that stuff festers. So, it, you know, comes down to personality and stuff. But you saw his mixtape that, that, that somebody made for him, he's oh, like right. shooting threes, step back, pull up threes, and all kind of stuff. Yo, I, I gotta say this, and I'm uh,
1: then we gotta move off the Alpha Pain,
0: so
1: I will <laughs> never forget. But Alfred Payton shot a step back three and it was an air ball. And I think it went wide left. I turned mm. the game off after that, dawg. <laughs> I can't do no more, yo. I can't take it no more, man. Oh man. Damn. OG, how yo, how old are some of you guys, man? Lenny C was the first one LeBron- yeah. God damn. Yeah,
0: I, I got a I got a um, old fan base, man. <laughs> what the
1: hell for
0: Lenny? Cook yo, you gotta tell me who Lenny Cook is, bro. <laughs> yo, you don't know who Lenny Cook is, man. Hell no. <laughs> well, if you if you know LeBron James, you gotta talk about Lenny Cook. It was basically three players. It was uh Carmelo Anthony, uh LeBron, and Lenny Cook, you know, during during that era, you know. So so at at one point, Lenny Cook was actually the highest-rated high school player in the nation over LeBron James. So they had that famous game where where um, you know uh, LeBron's team faced Lenny Cook's team, and LeBron James destroyed him on national television. So that that began a began a spiral. So it it also comes to mental health too, because you know you know I, I don't I don't want to talk badly about the dude, but if you hear Lenny Cook speak now, like you you totally understand why his why his career failed. You know, just listening to what he, that he speaks, because he still talks like like he might not be you know totally all there kind of thing. You know, like they like might be like a little touched. You know, mm-hmm. so like when you when you when you're on that Felipe Lopez, you know, high thing, because he he was basically on the same thing like like Felipe Lopez at the time. But you know, just that mental makeup. If you have all the wrong people around you, you know, telling you stuff, gassing you up, you're not um, you know, you, you're not training like you should. Like you're in the clubs where you shouldn't be like 16 in clubs and you know driving around and all kind of expensive stuff. You got the jewelry and things like that. You know, all that stuff can get to your, go to your head to the point where you forget about you know, what's going on, you know, and he, like, he never, when, when LeBron was, was um, taking that step, you know, getting better and better and better and better um, Lenny Cook was just staying still, you know, if not getting worse because of every all this party and this stuff that he was doing. Man. Yeah. Man, mental health and basketball is for
1: real. Like, so when I, so for example, when I first moved, uh went upstate to college, uh like I was uh 17, 17, Going on 18, and my my dad sent me straight to SUNY Delha. Like he didn't even give me a chance to like be a kid and be a, be the normal 18 year old just graduate high school. He said, "No, you're going upstate to college, bro." That first like two months there, bro, I was depressed because I'm not used to when you when you get up, like I'm used to like getting up. Right, I'm gonna go see my friends. I uh-uh. I'm getting up. I don't know nobody <laughs> I don't know nobody but, but I, I was i always been a people's first pers- people person so i was i started talking to everybody but you know got to be mentally strong because i know i've had uh classmates i've had um you know people that i've known i had peers matter of fact oh, i had a semester where the god didn't even show up so i had a free double room i had a double room just to myself and he ain't showed because the pressure of college, the pressure of being away from his home, pressure of being away from family. It, and another example is um, so I, I did, you know, I always look at basketball documentaries. And um, you ever watch Hoop Dreams? Hoop Dreams was excellent. Yeah. It was excellent, Beautif- yeah. Beautifully made. So anybody who's never seen Hoop Dreams, you gotta go watch Hoop Dreams tonight. One of the best basketball movies like I've ever seen, and it's it's authentic because it it shows you how difficult it is to like
0: just to get to
1: the league.
0: Yeah, it's not that easy. Although all those guys there, there were um, well, it was two guys, right? Two kids. There were two. It it was the dude with the daughter. I think he had a daughter, and it was the
1: other dude, And, and it was the other black dude.
0: Yeah, but like the talent level for both of those guys, they both could have made it in the NBA. They were they were good, you know. But it just, it just shows um how how hard it could be. This like because you know life life happens. At, life just comes at you, bro. You know you you don't know like like as you are living it. You know uh, you don't know what's gonna come your way. Uh, certain certain things like that like dude they do had a freaking full blown kid in high school. You know so yes. that's an added pressure there. Cause I mean, you have to be there for your kid, and your kid needs things, and you have to make decisions. Do I do this? Waste all these hours of travel here to go? Cause all that stuff was happening in Hoop, hoop Dreams. He had to make decisions on what to do for basketball or what to do for his for his kid. That's, you know? And, yeah, same. and, and the yeah. other dude, real
1: quick. The other dude, his pops, his pops. Remember, his pops had an addiction.
0: Yes. So he yes. was, and his
1: pops was um, physically abusing his mother. So right. he, he was dealing with that. And mind you, he's a young black kid. These kids is like 15, 16. So you've seen your dad, and you know, domestic violence was something that listen, man, let's let's be real. Like um, brown, black, Hispanic, that was really evident, like in the 80s and the 90s. Like that was a lot of their culture. Let's be real. Like a lot of those women went through that. It's not really now, it's like a little less because it's cameras. And female, females is more is smarter, and they're not going to just let no man just say whatever, say anything to them. But, you know, as a 16-year-old, you trying to make it to the league, your father hitting on your mother, your father doing drugs, but your father still training you to do basketball. You Man, that movie was so good, bro. It was so good. It, it, it shows you how much, like, mentally you got to be there in order to su- succeed.
0: Yeah, they they still found success outside of basketball too. At like years later, like if you look at them, what happened to them? You know, both both guys um, ended up um, going to, going to college through you know through basketball, and they were able to persevere and and do something else other than basketball. So that, that's that's key also too, man. Because everyone's always like fixated on just going to the NBA or going pro and making this millions of dollars. But another path too, just on playing sports, learning like same thing with college, learning just new people new experiences and stuff like that it could like the game of bat excuse me the game of basketball could take you places man if, if only you give it give it uh give it a chance you know and and just see where it, where it, where it could take you yep yep he, he said why college was great bro yeah I, I was i was trying to get get back to that you know got, got to, you can talk about it so college
1: was great <laughs> it's a great experience but when you're when you're 17 and you're getting sent off and you're so used to like being with your family and so used to being with your cousins like that it's a culture shock <laughs> when you're first there i'm the only person from hollow and Sunny probably like me and like two other dudes you know basically like 85 percent of the school is white you know so it's like and mind you i watch anime I I play wild games I play uh, Final Fantasy I play wild ridiculous nonsense like I'm a nerd at heart as well. So it wasn't really hard for me but just mentally like I had to put my my I had to put my brain in SUNY Del high along with my body like mentally I was still in New York. Right. <laughs> so it it was it, it was difficult for me to like I right, man I'm here let me just deal with this and and, and get it over cuz yo being a Matt Dowd, imagine you being away from your kids, your family, flight like three straight months. Three, nah, you're probably, you're probably, I'll be a,
0: I'll <laughs> be a happy <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yo, yo. Don't, don't threaten me with a good time, man. You yo. threaten me with a good time there, you know? <laughs> But yo I, I get it though like <laughs> the, the um like like going back to 17 years old if I was 17 years old without and, and like, cuz I, I didn't go away to college you know what I'm saying so but if I went to Suny Delphi or whatever I I would be depressed because I can't find beaties you know at the time I was smoking <laughs> beaties you know what I'm saying like wait, they got beaties you know what I'm saying or or like like a black mile. they don't got black miles, you know that that type of thing that that's something that's so small you know that that, that people don't think about that that stuff can really destroy somebody you know, yeah. it's it's like little things that that you're used to, culture-wise, things th- things that that are part of your your little bubble. When you go outside of your bubble, that could really mess somebody up. Like like you equated like like um the anime and all this other stuff to being a nerd, but to some people that's just regular that's regular stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, regular stuff, yeah. You get you get what I'm saying? But like mm-hmm. in the New York culture, you know, like being in New York. Uh, if like if they find out that you that you like animated but like yo what's wrong with you man like that that type of pressure you know so you know it's all about finding yourself you know like, what do you say independence and stuff you know it's all about um you know finding yourself and being okay and learning that, that, that there's just a bigger world out there you know for, for you to experience
1: so so <laughs> another example right is it's all about finding yourself i just told you that i watched anime right i yeah. had a girl come see me right and I was watching anime. I don't talk to this girl no more because I I got my wife now, right? But I was talking to this girl, so I'm watching anime. You know, da, you know, I'm watching anime. I'm not bothering nobody. And it's in uh, it's in Japanese, so you got to read the subtitles. So I'm watching it. She like, you lame. You watching this? And in my head, I'm like, I'm about to kick you out. <laughs> so, but the girl that I talk to now, right? loves cartoons, bro. It, it, it's all about who, who you talk to. She does not mind me watching cartoons. Matter of fact, she actually wants me to watch anime and wants me to do the podcast and wants me to do this the third because she always wants to see me happy. She see when I do the podcast, like I'm happy and, uh, and I'm watching it. Well, not when I'm watching the Knicks while it was being coached by Fisdale. Oh boy. <laughs> but but, but it, 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 it's all about preference, preference and, and differences. And just mental, like you imagine my mental when she said that. Oh, that's lame. You watching the an anime, and I'm thinking in my head, motherfucker, how the fuck are <laughs> like, you yeah. judging me
0: like that? Come on. Yeah, that that will fuck up your whole thing. Like then you like you trying to get like intimate with her, and you be thinking about, like, yo, she thinks I'm lame because whatever. Now you now you now you can't get it up now because she's talking about that. You know what I'm saying? It can, it, can, it can mess with you like that. Yeah, I will t- tell you like you know somebody said hood politics. This is uh, this is Pudge here. Pudge is um Pudge is on a roll here. Hood politics. Here, here's something. That my my um my sister's my sister's boyfriend. Um, you know, hood dude. You know, he went to jail for like five years, or whatever. He came back, you know, and then he ended up you know getting himself together. But he lost a lot of a big part of his life. You know, you know through to the streets and stuff like that. So he's like learning, trying to get himself back. You know, into society, I guess. But he meets my sister. And um, certain things like uh, direct deposit was, was, like, triggering to him. Uh, a lot of different things. When he met me, I had dreads. You know, so seeing, like, a, a Puerto Rican dude with dreads, it, it just blew his mind. Like, why do you have dreads? You know, because he never met anybody like that. And also, too, the vegetarianism, like, he, he feel like, uh, oh, I'm a man. I got to have a steak. But you don't eat steak. And you're a man. You know, so th- that type of thing kind of, like, blows your mind, you know. But, it, you know, it really all comes down to, like, experiences and, and things of that nature. You know, so this this um something else too. I wanted to bring up too. Cully was Cully and um Alawise that these guys were were actually talking about um like uh like just doing your research and about New York and all this other stuff. Um, it's like doing your you you have to be able to do you have to know your history. Yeah, you have to know where where you're, you know where you're from. You got to know the history of your area, why things are the way that they are. You know, because if you don't know your history, how could you go into like a Suniel Adelphi or whatever? And and um and you know be there and and actually represent maybe or you know as as a, as a human being you know showing people what what it is to be in New York. How, how could you go there and do that and, and find yourself in that way if you don't even know nothing about where you came from you don't even know nothing about it mm-hmm. you, you get what i'm saying like yep. just the history of certain things
1: it's always about studying and, and plus nice it's funny that you said that um that's stereo that that stereotype is it, it's crazy because i agree but i kind of disagree but i kind of agree because you know a person could look at me and say oh because you're black uh why the hell you're watching anime and that's understandable <laughs> that's very understand Cause, so i i kind of agree with what you said what you're saying but it goes back to like mental health and you know I. I just told you, I just gave you that story. So obviously that means I still think about that in the back of my mind, across yeah. the back of my mind once in a while. So you can only imagine how a guy like Alfred Payton felt when he's going on his, his phone and he saying, yo, hear this guy go, man. This state of the New York Nick podcast guy, man. <laughs> once again, man, he don't fucking quit, man. Yo, that takes a toll on
0: you, really honestly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I could imagine being in like that. Cause I mean, even me. Like, some somebody might say something in the chat. Like, like um, uh, in the Evergreen, the last podcast I did with Evergreen, somebody says something in the chat, and I forget. Lost. I lost it. You know, so I, I I do that sometimes. Somebody says something, and it just triggers me. Cause it, it might it might be something that that um that has been bothering me forever. Like like you said with the whole anime thing. It might just something that just you know like it's like trauma, little trauma things in your head that 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 always sticks with you. You know, you know, I, I can't even imagine like being on that scale where millions of people are watching you. There's so much uh, pressure in that way where you have to like be able to perform in front of these people that they hate you like that, or or they're just talking so much crap about you. You know, I can't even imagine going through that.
1: Yeah, this is why I always say to you, I always say to uh, Nick fans on Twitter, and I always say to people in the chat, we are blessed with this current roster we have. And thank God Julius Randle is a leader. Thank God he's one of the leaders on the team. Because <laughs> that man, he's always in the gym. And when a guy who is your best player, when he's always in the gym, people tend to follow. So I'm pretty sure RJ's always in the gym. Quickly's always in the gym. Obi's always in the gym. Like, it's a culture thing. I'm pretty sure Kimba's always in the gym. Taj is always in the gym. Taj is one of the oldest goddamn players on the team. You got Mitchell Robinson having a video today showing Taj Rolls Royce, I think. (laughs) So it's nice, with. it's nice that we have players who are mentally tough. The problem that I have with the Knicks the past 20 years is even with our best player on the team, we never had a team – that was mentally tough. It was only one team, I believe, we had. And it was that 2012-2013 team uh, with Jason Kidd and those boys. And yeah. the only reason we was mentally tough because we had a bunch of vet dogs on that team. The team just broke down. But that was, like, the first team where it was like, yo, man, all of these dudes, I, I'm, I'm confident in these dudes. Th- this year's Nick team, a lot of them wasn't mentally tough, man. Because this is how I could tell. dog. the first 63 games, they was shooting lights out, dog. There was 2K fans in the stands. You see Randall, he stepping back, <laughs> he killing people, he jump shot, he killing 44, triple, double, ah, Fans come in the stands. Some of these dudes forget how to shoot. What, what, what's going on here? I know what's going on here. Now anybody who's played in front of a crowd Man, I would matter of fact, example when I was 10, my uncle put me in gauchos. Die, die. Now this is the first time I ever like played in front of people. Dog, you know how scared I was. <laughs>
0: to, I believe it.
1: Just to be perfect. It, it's not even about playing the game, it's to be perfect.
0: Well, explain gauchos though. You gotta explain for, for anybody that might not be from the New York market, that's that's listening, that's not in the chat. You know, you gotta explain what gauchos is because I, I mentioned Riverside Church, but gauchos is the other one you know two big powerhouses what you know explain what gauchos is all about
1: so gauchos is a uh it's a it's a gym and it's on 149th and 3rd in the bronx like it's in that area like you go in the middle of the block on no it's not on 149 is it on 149th and 3rd no it's on the grand concourse excuse me right right off the bridge now gauchos is like a a gym
0: Basically the same you, area,
1: though. Yeah, still the same area. Now, if you yeah. type in YouTube, you type in Lamar Odom and the Gauchos, you're going to see Lamar Odom and the Gauchos playing in the Gauchos, doing the high step when you put it between the two legs and laid the ball up. Like, the Gauchos is a legendary place. Matter of fact, Kimber Walker played in the Gauchos.
0: Yo, Rod Strickland played there. A bunch of a bunch of different players played there. What's the guy that passed away Um, that um played for Timberwolves? He, he, all, the, all, all those legends that came out of New York during that time, they all played there. Yeah, you know, so it was a power, it was a real big powerhouse, you know, for basketball and stuff. Yeah,
1: Gauchos was the place where like everybody used to go. And Gauchos, you know, growing up, it was a place where they used to have like open gym. And the open gym is stopped because sadly in 2008 there was a shooting inside Gauchos. So they stopped the open gym altogether. Like, so goddamn neighborhood. Now you can see why the NBA don't go into these neighborhoods in Harlem yeah. or in the Bronx or in Queens and try to do these little basketball camps that you're talking about because yeah. they're going to shoot the shit up
0: <laughs> yeah because I mean because truthfully this um this is like they, they go to these other states and they move their whole families and all that stuff just for the opportunity you know like, like I was saying with the, with the facilities you know the Gauchos was the only facility but yeah. look where it is it's a freaking like you know South Bronx you know, in the middle of the South Bronx. You know, of course, eventually something like that is going to happen because that's the only place to go, you know, outside of that. Riverside Church is, you know, where's that? On the, on the Upper West Side over there. Riverside
1: Church you know, is on 145th and what's that, Amsterdam, Broadway?
0: Yeah, Amsterdam, you know, what's that, One Grant's Tomb. Yeah, down over there by, by Grant's Tomb is the West End, you know. But, you know, if, if you know the area, you know, once you get over there, you know, you're kind of like in the same thing. Because I I think I believe they had, they had a similar incident, not a shooting, but they, they had a similar incident where it was like you know a bunch of craziness happening. But it, that's gonna happen because everybody's going there. You know, it's, it's it's attracting a lot of people there. There's nowhere else to go. You know, and that's a shame. That's that's a shame with, with New York. And I feel like that should have been changed years ago. You know, you know everybody. You know, shout shout out to um Diallo Hammy uh, Diallo. He has um, his little little um tournament here in Queens. You know, nearby. You know, sometimes I see him there. You know, but you know, like I said, when he comes and he goes. All these, all these players, they come and go. Shout out to Lost Battalion. Lost Battalion is right there on Queens Boulevard. I pass it damn near every day of my life I pass a Lost Battalion. Lost Battalion used to be one of the greatest basketball um, gyms in the city too. But for some reason, um, it, it just changed. I think after Kenny Kenny um, Anderson came up came up through the area, you know, with left rack and stuff right, right in the background, I think after him, it just went down. Because like, like I'm trying to say, that's where everybody went. Everybody went there. So, you know, it, it it just attracts it, it attracts the talent, but it also attracts everything else associated with it so the basketball. Yeah.
1: yeah, that that's true, man. <laughs> another example, yo. Um, I remember it was a basketball game in Mount Morris Park on One Twenty Third and Fifth Avenue. Yeah, y'all yeah, a you not die So the guys at the free throw line, hey, my man, I probably I think I said this on another pod, yo. <laughs> the guys at the three point line. my man say yo you saw you know words exchange he said well slap me then and my man's literally went to the middle of the court slapped them dude runs off they start shooting at us bullet hits the tree this is in mount morris park so imagine people scattering bullet bullet hit the tree i never forget my bro he was was, my bro sandwich i call him sandwich because he talked too damn much so my bro Sandwich, (laughs) he right next to me (laughs) so he right next to me so sandwich like sandwich like yo was that a bullet so i looked at i'm like yes dummy now let's keep running so now we look down he like but i lost my sneaker i'm like man if you don't get the running <laughs> yo he stops us like he in mid-run bro he stopped uh, he stopped us like yo did a bullet hit the tree <laughs> i'm like come on but that's like examples like that is the reason why the NBA wouldn't do do something like that. They should. Yeah. They but, should
0: because it w- it would prevent stuff like that. Yo, I lo- I love growing up in the hood, man. You got you got a friend named Sandwich. Yo, what, what's the reason again? Because he talked too much. Explain that <laughs> shit. He told <talks> to <laughs> so, the called You call him Sandwich.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, shout out to my God, Big B, man. Um, so one day we all <laughs> we all sitting in the crib. We, we all sit in the crib, so we used to call it the trap, cause it was a crib that my man's had. He was moving out, but they didn't send an eviction notice yet, so it was just the crib. So we chilling in the crib, and then my man, my bro, who we call Sandwich, so he come out of nowhere like, "Hey, y'all wish I was a wizard." Mind you, we smoking weed. We, we all smoking weed. So we, so we look at him. We like, yo, where the fuck you come up with this shit? So right after he says that, he takes a hit. And then he like, yo, vest, yo, yo. when that new Pokemon game coming out, I said, yo, bro, you got to stop. You got to stop. So now him and my mans. Now my man, Big B, is like, hey, yo. You talk too damn much. You always flapping your letters. Matter of fact, we calling you sandwich from now. Ever <laughs> since <laughs> ever since then, we've we been calling Sandwich. Oh
0: shit. Yeah, that had to give birth from weed, man. Yo, man. <laughs> like, oh my God, man. That is that is amazing. I love oh. I love the hood, bro. Yo, I, I had I had a friend of mine that that he he came from Trinidad, right? So um, when when he first came from Trinidad, you know they didn't have nothing; they were poor as fuck. You know what I'm saying? So he used to be outside and he couldn't play with us because he didn't have no no sneakers, no shoes, or nothing. So he used to be out there because we had a court on, on the on the block. So so we finally got him to come out, and he was out there playing in slippers. You know what I'm saying? So the, you know we couldn't really um we didn't know his name, so we just called him Slip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we call him slip to this day. Motherfucker's like 40 oh, years old now. We still call him slip to this day, all because of that, you know. So, oh, you know, man. growing up he, in the hood is the best, shit man.
1: And he'd be mad too. I'd be on the phone with Shorty. I'd be like, man, sandwich talking to me, man. Let me call you right back. And she'll ask me, like, yo, who's sandwich? And he'll be in the background, like, yo, bro, Tell the people you call me sandwich. Bro. <laughs> and I'll I look that at him, brother. I'm calling you this until I'm in the casket. <laughs> right up. I have, I'm going to have your damn kids calling you sandwich
0: when yeah, that's a dynamic too, the girl growing up in New York and stuff. You're never going to get that type of um, interaction or that type of um, growth just growing up anywhere else. You know, you know, other, other places have it, but I feel like New York is just different, man, just the way our experience. Because, I mean, the experiences with the shooting, I got the same a freaking story, man. We used to, the best park in, in my neighborhood was Cypress Park, Cypress Projects Park. But that's Cypress Projects in the freaking um, 90s, man. So that was like the worst place. That was You wouldn't want to be there at all. They had a baseball field, they used to actually play baseball tournaments in there too. But in that park was the worst. So I, I got a I got a shooting story too. When one of one, one of my uh, one of my guys from the neighborhood, whatever, he happened, he was busting this dude's ass. He wasn't talking shit or nothing, but he just that nice that it was just it was making him look like he was just doing him dirty. But he, you know, you know, it was he didn't wasn't doing it maliciously, he was just that nice. So anyway, he was getting mad and the guys, were, yo man, just switch off him, man. Go. You know, guard somebody else, you know, whatever. He said, nah, man. He said, I mean, fuck that, you know, whatever, whatever. So he was taking it personal. So, you know, he got smacked a couple times, and then he wanted to run it back. So he got embarrassed for, like, maybe, like, two or three games. So then, you know, people kind of was like, whatever. They were kind of, like, laughing a little bit. But not necessarily at him, but he took it personal. So he said, "I right, bet. Like that. So he walks off. So he said, all right, bet. I looked, I looked at everybody. I'm like, "Yo, yo, fam, we out of here. And they, they always were like, yo, come on, E man. You a fucking pussy. Hey, that's the thing. You a fucking pussy, whatever. So now listen, man. My, my man just whatever he said, I right, bet that he walks off. So I'm out of here. So so they said, Ah oh, man, I right, come on, let's get out of here, man. So they, they all snapping on me. You know how it is, man. Before we can get up the block, we are on um Blake. We walking up Blake in the middle of Blake walking away from Cypress Park As soon as soon as we get across the street, all you hear is boom, 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 boom. We um, we you know, we don't turn around. We running right. So later on, we find out that one of the kids that we were playing with got shot in the leg or whatever. You know, so yeah. that's just a regular hood story there, man. But you know, stuff. When you say these type of stories, you understand why, you know, people take their whole families out and go to like Orlando. <laughs> you know that type of stuff.
1: Yo, what's that movie? All right, real quick. <laughs> Before we get out of here, I'm starving. What is that movie with dude with 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 little homie was killing OG? They was playing a no, I think they was playing a 303. Low homie was killing him, killing him, laying the ball up, killing him. And then he just he gets after he laid the ball up the one last time, he just looks at him, He, he just walks off, get the gun, and start bucking at him. Was that fresh? Yes, that was fresh, right.
0: Yeah, Alla Wise just said that, that my story was the fresh story. Oh, oh, yep, yep, that was fresh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. that, that shows you right there that the stuff like that did happen, you know?
1: <laughs> Yo, oh, man, that's a good movie, man. That is a great movie, man. But, yeah. it's, like, to get back to the whole, like, the, what the NBA can do to, you know, to help the community, man like i'm glad whoever listened to this podcast man they i'm glad they got to listen to that part because your Eru is right and now like i wasn't even looking at it from that angle now i'm like I, yo, they got a chance they got a chance now to fill the field of dreams now baseball they 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 did it the right way nba got a chance to take it to a whole new level yeah. a whole new level so we we're we gonna see that's funny though. He said the fresh story, evil. <laughs> you ain't you ain't see how your man looked when he walked off the court. Matter of fact, better yeah, let me ask you when he said I'll be back. <laughs> that should have been his sign only. Hey
0: yo, we yeah, no, nobody flinched when he said he said, now he said I'll be back. He just said I bet. That's all he said, and then he walked away. He said I bet and walked away. Yeah, he said I <laughs> bet like that, and then he just walked away. So I'm like Yo, I'm out of here. Yo. I'm, I'm out of here, you know what I'm saying? So because I mean you know, we, we already had like plenty of, of like bad situations in that park, so we knew not to be there, but but uh, yo, it's literally like the best basketball court in the whole neighborhood, especially back at, in those times, man. It was either that court or you would have to go to um plaza park in East New York. But Plaza Park, somebody shot up, you know, shot up the freaking backboard, so there was like you know, titty, you know, big you know, dents in the in the freaking oh, backboard, man. so you couldn't even play over there, man. So you know the hood was crazy. We had we would have to like go really far just to get like a decent basketball court, so yeah, good stories, oh, man. Yeah, I
1: appreciate the chat, man. <laughs> y'all yeah, yeah, man. A good time, man.
0: Yeah, they um... reminiscent and stuff, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we brought we, we. I'm glad the combo today brought y'all back, man. I like I, I like to hear the OGs talk, they talk about um parks closing down and hood classes. Go watch Hoop Dreams. Whoever's in this chat and you never seen Hoop Dreams, go watch Hoop Dreams. One yeah, of the That's, best, a, that's best
0: a must Hoop right movie. there. Uh, huh? That's a must right there. Yeah, yeah, must see, must see TV.
1: Hoop Dreams. You ever, the, you
0: ever seen Um Soul in the Hole? Yes.
1: Oh, oh, you talking about the dude when he made fun of the
0: Knicks? <laughs> yeah, my man. Um, my man. What's the name? Um, uh, Booger Booger Smith. <laughs> you know that that tournament was a real tournament, man. I remember as a kid going to them shits, man. They would they were like. They were like hood, super hood tournaments, but the, the games there was crazy. Like, like Booger Smith was like the best basketball player at the time that I've ever seen, you know, up close. He was that freaking nice. He was like Magic Johnson, you know, that, that i ever seen up up close as, as a youngster, man. So, you know, he, he's another one. He's like he's like Lenny Cook too. The, there's like something wrong with him a little bit because he's like so nice, nicer than whatever, but he chose to be in the hood, which is weird. So every everything that, that happened in, in that documentary for I'm Soul in the Hole, well following his life, that really did happen. You know, he he just would rather be in the hood than 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 um you know chase his dream. Cause he was I'm telling you, he was probably like the best point guard I've ever seen. Up close, man. He was like like Magic John. He was you know how Magic Johnson come down the court and do like this and all this <laughs> other stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he freaking the the hesies in between the the, the lay hesis behind the back spin moves and you know dime passes like that. Your Booger was nice, man. He was the nice, he yo, he was the nicest I'm telling you, night. Like, like we, people talk about skip to my Lou, you know, Rod Strickland too, uh and Kenny Anderson, all these guys. But when you talk about just pure basketball, just out there playing, your Booger Smith was the best. Best point I've ever seen, man. Best point I've ever seen, up close. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm gonna watch that documentary tonight. When you said yeah. sold hole, I thought you were talking about the cartoon. No, you talking about the actual documentary. And they definitely got it on YouTube. So I definitely will be watching that tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah, sold them whole man. Sold them. Yeah, that was a real that was a real shit, man.
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> pink uh, houses. Family. That's why my family's from pink houses, too, man.
1: Yeah, that's, houses, definitely- that's, the, that's the projects where it got where it got um two big roads next to it, and you gotta walk across those roads. It's like a big like crossway.
0: Well linda boulevard. Linden Boulevard is like so yeah. huge.
1: You gotta walk through Linden Boulevard and like Pink House has got like this big, like just open space, and then you got the um it's a it's a store across the street and it's projects.
0: Well, I mean you know I can't, I can't I can't really describe it man you know I'll I describe it my my own kind of way but it, it does it, it has like a movie theater on one side it used to be it used to it used to be like a shopping center there called TSS and then they they that that should change so much throughout the years and then now it's a movie theater and on the other side there's a big post office and they a bunch of, a bunch of other stuff too the neighborhood changed a lot but um for 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 pink houses I, I think um I think it was the game. The game had did like a like a recent movie where he was like in New York and they were like in the projects, whatever in New York, that was pink houses that he was in.
1: Yeah.
0: Next part, I got a story about pink houses. You got a story about pink houses? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I do.
0: Well, I want to hear, I want to hear the story about pink houses. What, what you got? So
1: real all right, so real quick, I went to, <laughs> I went to go see some girl, right? And bro, That
0: was your first mistake. Go ahead. <laughs> right. No, but I
1: trust her though. We
0: was cool. I like yeah, I, you... I, I ain't
1: think nothing of it. Like I'm like I'm like 18 years old. Like I don't, I ain't give a damn.
0: You know I got that story, man. Go ahead. She like,
1: "Yo, take take the A train and Louisa Avenue. It was something
0: crazy,
1: bro. Like something crazy." So, you know, I, I get off the train. So I put it in, you know, I put an address in, in, in my little phone. So I'm walking and I just Strike described number two. to you Gosh. the boulevard. I just described to you that big boulevard. And I walk, I walked all the way across. I uh. So I'm walking through what walk, it's the projects, it's like this open area, and it's a grocery store right there. So I'm walking, I call her, and I'm like, yo, can you come downstairs? You come get me. So she comes downstairs. Mind you, I'm walking to the store. <laughs> So it's like five dudes in front of the store. So I'm walking to the store. So she calls me. She like, oh, you going to the store? All right, wait for me real quick. So now she comes. She meets up with me. So, I, I, so I'm i like, yo, where the hell are we? She like, oh, the pink houses in the back of my head. I'm like, yo, ain't this the place my man say one of the most dangerous hoods in Brooklyn? Yo, what the. She got me over here for so before I can even get in the store. The dudes in front of the store, are like hey yo, where you from, fam.
0: <laughs> yo, they still they saw your mile away, bro. That's what I'm like. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad that you would that I'm glad you just hear a line to tell a story, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> they like, yo, where you from, fam?
1: Yo, Y'all from Harlem, bro. <laughs> so they look at me, yo, you from Harlem? Oh yo, ah ah ah. They start talking that dipset garbage. But at the end of the day, if I would have said I was from Brooklyn, <laughs> I would have definitely got robbed. But
0: sure, yeah. If you if you lied and say you're from Brooklyn, you would you would have been making it right now. You would nah, definitely be a, in a different place in life right there now. There would
1: be no state other New York Knicks podcast right now. <laughs> oh yeah, man. but um yeah i'm out of here man dog man this was going man uh i appreciate the chat man y'all the guys in the chat man i appreciate y'all man yeah without y'all yeah I, I don't know man so i appreciate y'all man dog i appreciate you y'all know where to find this podcast Y'all know where to find my podcast uh click thumbs up click the like <laughs> button uh uh subscribe to die hard uh, descri- subscribe to dollar Knicks. subscribe to state of the new york Knicks podcast this was another diehard state of mind podcast, and I'm out of here. My guy Iru, it's your boy State.
0: <laughs> peace, my brother. Peace. <laughs> Yo, we yeah, gotta well,
1: keep. We gotta keep doing these stories too. That that, that was that was fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you know, we, we talk about Nick so much that that we forget about the real life stuff, man. So this that's all of all a part of the whole story, the whole part of of the Nick's experience, man. So definitely, we definitely got to do more stuff like that. Yes, sir.
1: Yo, man. Salute to all y'all, man. Appreciate y'all.
0: You no doubt. Yo, shout out to Cully too, man. Before we leave, I I, I saw that you say you what you want. Um, you want to open up the chat. You know, I'm all I'm all for it, man. You know, but um, you know, like, like I said, I don't wanna I don't wanna get crazy. where it's like. 20 million people up in the, in the panel. I don't mind, uh, like, talking to whoever, but, you know, when you got too many people on there, you know, I think it kind of, like, clouds the um, conversation. That's just from my perspective, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, you're welcome to come on the show, man. So, you know, just we just got to connect offline, man. So, um, you know, without further ado, man, just let me let you guys go. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Uh, I'm going to try to do something every day, man. Um, check out for tomorrow, Sunday, um, sometime during the, during the day, I'm going to do something uh, in the evening. And, um, uh, there's the fantasy league that I'm doing again, coming up, uh, you know, shout out to opening day, a lot of stuff going on guys, man. So keep tuning in to dionics podcast and, um, you know, look out for more content and stuff like that, man. So peace to the gods and the earths out there, man. Knicks fans, we out. Peace.